Okay, so we uh we've been on the air for twelve years now, right? Like today, I mean, or or just well, like around roughly years. like we, we started the podcast in two thousand eight, and now yeah. it's two thousand twenty. So so we've been on the air for twelve uh, twelve years now. Granted, uh, you know what eight eight of those years we were not really on the air, as it were. <laughs> um, but you know I'm pretty proud of that. I'm pretty proud that we even like before we took a hiatus. We recorded like 40-some episodes, so that's pretty impressive. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, and again, this run, season six, we're, I feel like we're doing pretty well. We're on, we're, you know, uh, on episode seven, and, yep. and things are looking pretty good. So I, I, I'm pretty proud of ourselves, because especially when you compare it to, you know, um, other shows and stuff like that that have been on, uh, you, know, you know, a lot of times people switch out hosts and, and, and cast, you know, like, you know, there's very few <laughs> TV shows that last longer than 12 years or whatever, right? Um, so I'm feeling pretty good about ourselves, right? Um, but you know what? We we pale in comparison to something that I learned today. Uh, literally hours ago, I was watching um, CBC, and you know David Suzuki, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, right? So famous Canadian, uh, like a scientist, national, national hero and treasure, national, exactly, national hero, national treasure uh, to Canada. Um, and you know his, uh, you know his TV show, The Nature of Things. Yeah, is is it is it still on? Uh, this is the crazy bit. So, so they are going into their sixtieth season, like six zero, six zero. They're going to sixtieth season. Wait, is and he, I looked it up. They are, how old first, is he? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. How old is he? Indeed, he's uh he is um eighty eighty six. Um, geez, so, so he's been you know, doing this for i don't know what the years. math is but like more yeah, than he, half his year his life it's like 80 yeah i mean he, sta- life. he started i mean i I'm, i gotta double check this but i'm pretty sure he's been the host the entire time oh, okay um so he yeah they started the show in 1960 when he was again 26 ish or whatever whatever the math is there 24 yeah. i can't remember what it is but anyways yeah so 60 years ago he started they're still going um and I, I kind of looked it up and again, I, I think it's like, it's not like, you know, sometimes like, you know, seasons, like there's like two seasons in a year or something like that. Um, but no, it's, it's like 60 years of this show that's been going on and I think he's still doing it. I just saw a commercial for the 60th season starting. That's um, crazy. Yeah. He, he's, he's looking still pretty cool and, and doing his thing. So, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess congratulations to David <laughs> Suzuki um on his 60th season that, that, must right, be the longest, yeah. that, that must be one of the longest running uh i don't tv Show. shows like i guess ever yeah it really has to be I, now I, I don't know how they like talk about when they talk about longest running shows in terms of like um you know dramas versus or like mm-hmm. works of fiction versus yep. whatever because like you know i think simpsons now is like the longest running i don't know what they call it the longest running like primetime series or longest running sitcom or whatever um, but yeah, you, you, you took a show like, yeah, nature of things, 60, 60 seasons. Like I can't imagine what else has been running for that long, but I guess again, you, you take a look at like new shows and stuff like that. Um, uh, I don't know, maybe like 60 minutes has been, I, I have no idea. Like it, it yeah. might've been old or new. I have no idea. So, yeah. but anyways, <laughs> welcome to episode 47 of the ETC podcast, your one-stop pod for entertainment, technology, and cars and all things random. My name is Casey Lee and sitting across the city from me as always is Aaron Zdenkar. Yes, it is episode 47. And after, you know, talking about nature of things, uh, you know, we don't we don't seem so, so hot anymore. 
<laughs> Anyways, we we start off today um, with some very uh, very exciting news. Uh, I was in the pharmacy the other day, and I uh, it's finally happened. It's I didn't think this would ever happen, actually, to be honest, in our lifetime. Um, but Smarties has changed their box size. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't know when the last time you ate a box of Smarties, but you know, you know, they're roughly that size. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And this is this is great for the audio only listening people who can yeah. see, can't see my fingers. <laughs> so so the box is about. You know, size of your head mu- for, for the audio for the audio audience. It's about the yeah, size yeah, of Casey's width, head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the width of my head. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, so the new box is about that that small. It's like not crazy Smaller. smaller. Okay, <laughs> but it's it's noticeably small. Like when you look at it, you're like, huh, that's kind of weird. Um, and you know, at first I was like, they're probably not saving that much material to make that. But then you got to imagine how many Smarties are being made. Um, yeah, that's true. You know, so, I mean, so is I don't, it the you, same number of Smarties inside the box. Yep, same, uh, same, same. Great number of Smarties. Nice, brand new box or whatever. Right. So, um, I mean, I don't know if you're a Smarties guy or M and M's guy. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of both. Um, but definitely M and M's. Yeah. 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 Probably. You know, in the end, I'd probably have to say I'm, I'm M and M's over Smarties. So, so is there some like technology news related to this? Like, is, is there something special about the box or, <laughs> or no? It's just. <laughs> Well, I, I was, I'm stressing, stressing the you know entertainment technology and cards mm. and all things random, you know. Yes. That's, um, okay. Yeah. No, uh, I I mean they must have used some technology to make the box smaller. It's it's right? probably a lot more complicated than than most people would think, right? Like they probably there had to calculate, you know, the ideal box size and you know that that they I don't know how many they make in a given day or week or whatever. It's probably a lot though, right? So it's probably, it's a yeah. significant process change too. In the well, factory. That's that's the big thing, right? Yeah, because I mean, yeah, obviously they have a production line that's producing just billions of boxes of this stuff. And, and like, you know, I started thinking about things too. Like, I remember when I was smaller, I, I'd always be like, "Man, how it's so crazy how bags of chips have so much air in them." You mm. know, like when yeah. there's like so little in them. But then I realized, I, I'm assuming that the reason they do that is to keep the chips intact, right? So like, just some air cushion mm. to it or whatever. I don't know if it's a marketing thing, so it'll look, yeah. look bigger or whatever. That is a good question. If somebody out there knows. <laughs> <laughs> why there's so much air in a bag of chips because we don't yes but that email yeah, us. i always assume it was for uh yeah so that the Cushioning? chips don't yeah get crushed <laughs> yeah so email us at podcast.etc mm. at gmail.com you see what i did yeah. there i i yep. flipped out i flipped when we introduced yeah. our email address yes yeah. all right what's on what's what's not, not not what's on your noggin but what what, what do you <laughs> got news news wise i i mean i i i'm I, since the last uh podcast i'm i'm a whole apple event older Right? Yes. So yes. we both are. Oh man. iPhone twelves out. Um yeah. you know what what I kinda like about our podcast is we don't do deep dives. Mm-hmm. Um but there's gonna be no like there's gonna be no very little <laughs> factual in-depth coverage. This is gonna be all just opinion and how we feel. Yes. About it. But, and maybe opinion, that's, but there's plenty of places to go see the the facts, right? That's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly it. We're original. Yep. Um you know, uh, a lot of our opinions are not even based on fact, you know, so um, but, semi-fiction. But, yeah. but I think we would be remiss not to mention anything. So, yeah, iPhone yes. 12. Oh, uh, yes. What 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 were your highlights of the of the event? Like what was what was piquing your interest? I mean, one, before we get into it, I, I do want to say I do like these more frequent, shorter Apple events because it yes, gives us yes. more material for more. 
podcast episodes. So that well, you know what else? <laughs> you know what else I like about it is it's 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 like hard, it's easier to get back to work because I, I again I, mm. I I was like I'm not gonna watch this. I got work to do. Yeah, and then I was like watching it, and then I was like, ah, oh, shoot, like an hour and a half has yeah. passed now. Like, but well, I was now, I didn't even watch it live, and I, I find the right. new events are easier to like if you're just gonna catch up later, right? Um, yeah, because the yeah. events used to be well over an hour, I think before. I think I don't know. Maybe I'm just. I mean, they're they're they are they're still about an hour and a half. I, I was definitely nervous oh, okay. about like all the work that I had to do. <laughs> I was like, oh shoot, I got I got to go back to work. Um, but yeah. I think before they might have. I don't know. They might have been too. I, I, I again. Yeah. I have and, no and just idea. and just the the fact that there's you know again they're they're pre-recording it all right there's no audience yes I feel like it feels less weird to watch it non-live like it's I I think it's gotten it's like I know it's only been like what two has there only been two events since pandemic two or three or three maybe three yeah uh, oh right because there's I think w, WWDC yeah. right and yeah. then yeah 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 um I will feel I, I will say the first time it was a little bit funky. Um, but I'm, I've gotten used to it now. I was pretty impressed with the whole home thing they did, like how they built like this kind of <laughs> fake home, and then yeah. You know, so I guess for those who didn't watch <laughs> FDK FDW, uh, yeah, they they had this. I, I mean, okay, so let's get into I guess maybe one, one theme in the event, which was mini things. Yes, <laughs> just in general, mini. Mini speakers, mini phones, but I, I, mini, there's mini length, mini length of of, of keynote. Yeah, so so there's definitely some sort of mini theme, and they did this really interesting. Like it probably is like crazy expensive to shoot and produce this, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know when they were introducing their new, I think it was the first thing they did, right? Introduce the new small uh, smart speaker that they have, yep. which is um, it's just a it's a HomePod, just mini, right? HomePod like, Mini. That's that's yeah, the name. Okay. Um, and they which, zoomed which in. Which is which is which is suspiciously. Have you have you seen the new Echo that came out like weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, the Amazon like the orb yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. it's yeah. like if you turn the Echo upside down. Yeah, right. Because it's like the flat <laughs> part of the Echo is the bottom, and the yeah. flat part of the HomePod is the top. Yeah, so. spheres Anyways. are in this year. Um, so yeah, they they I guess to emphasize the fact that it was small, which is kind of weird. In I don't know, it, it was it was a weird thing, but definitely cool to see where they just had a. It was a real home or set, but then they made it yeah. seem like they zoomed into a little miniature. And then they did yeah. it again. Like they, they zoomed in another time and I was like, okay, I'm getting confused here. Like Tim Cook is like a centimeter tall now. Like what what's, what's Oh, I didn't I didn't see that part. Yeah, because they zoomed <laughs> in again, right? Like they like oh, from okay. from the little mini house, they zoomed in. Yeah. It, yeah back yeah. to Tim Cook. And I was, anyways, um so mini yeah, mini things. Um there's a home pod. Now uh, I mean yeah, I, I like I don't know if you were um, a huge HomePod fan before. I think no. like this the the mini one is is interesting because I I suspect that then you know you can you're more likely to have multiple right like I I think, I think it's similar to, to Google and Amazon's small devices where the yes. intention is you have multiple. So I mean that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean I th- like again I I do I there's some very strange things in the whole like like the the, the things they emphasize definitely felt a bit odd at times there's a huge emphasis yeah. on 5g and you know that dutch guy that oh that, from, from, the verizon, from verizon ceo is yeah, i was yeah, like yeah, what yeah, is yeah. going on here is this like but it, but anyways well, he like i can't i can't count how many times he, he just said 5g like the whole thing was just yeah 5G, yeah yeah 5G, 5G. well what well, did you i mean i don't know if you did the reading afterwards but the really sucky thing is that that united states are the only people who are getting yeah. 
the millimeter wave the really fast right so i so that kind of sucks yeah i mean um i was not a one of the things i was not a fan there's a few things i was not really um super sold on for for this keynote one of them is is 5g because i mean okay one you just mentioned the coverage thing so yeah um i think in canada there is 5g coverage in areas but it's it's weird that there's different speeds of 5G, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so, like, I, I don't, I doubt we're gonna have a lot of coverage for the the super fast 5G. Here, well, right? well, here's the crazy part: like, the not only the coverage, but the literally the the, the iPhone models that we're getting are different than the ones that are in the states. So right. there, there's that little plastic window on the side of the U.S. models versus the ones that we're getting. Oh, interesting. So yeah. So yeah, huh. only the U.S. models have this like little plastic uh, notch in the, yeah. in the f- antenna that allows for that millimeter wave stuff. Every other country is getting uh, doesn't have even hardware support for it. So, so I mean that that's I guess I guess we'll see how the next few years play out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess disappointing if especially if you're spending time in the U.S. But the other thing I was going to say is I feel like the fact that they focus so much on five G yeah. made it even more obvious that like of all years to not care about this <laughs> you know, it's like i looked at i don't know about you i looked at my data usage the other day um yeah on like my phone right my cell yep. data usage and it was like just a tick over zero like <laughs> yeah i was 0. 0.34 uh and then and i realized way, like oh wait, i had you know, just like, <laughs> i had just upped my plan to like like 11 gigs per month plus 20 yeah. extra gigs of bonus yeah. data so i theoretically have like 30 gigs a month and yeah. yeah, like 0.3. But I mean, I mean, it kind of makes sense with the pandemic or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's great, but it's not. A, it wouldn't have been a, as big of a deal if they didn't spend so much time making it seem like this is the reason, this is one of the key things of, of the new that, devices. Yeah, yeah, you right? want it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it sort of fell on a little bit on, on deaf ears, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, another thing, another gripe of mine before we get into maybe some of the cool stuff. Um, so... Uh, MagSafe is back in a very interesting form. I, to be honest, that was the thing that I got most excited about. Not, it's not, cool. Not, yeah. Sorry, N- not most excited about. That's I'll, I'll put that a second on my list as the thing yeah. that I got most excited about. Yeah. Um, so MagSafe is cool, and we can talk about why that's cool uh, in a bit. Um, but minor gripe: um, the f- <laughs> how many times they showed the use case of a, a wallet on the back of a phone. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I personally am not a like fine people can can do that, but I was just very surprised how many times they're like, you can put a wallet on the back of your phone, which which to well, me is a bit I, I find a bit bizarre uh and, and insane. And it is it is do you remember when like again, I have nothing I have nothing against cases, but I don't know how you felt about um it was probably about two, three years ago where Apple really started leaning into because I feel at some point Apple was like, you know, like, okay, well, put a case on if you want. There's a huge aftermarket. Um, yeah. But they were very just like, you would never see a keynote where Steve Jobs would have like a case on a phone, right? No, no, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think I guess around the time when Apple started making their own cases, right? Uh, I guess yep. around that time. And like the wallet thing reminds me a lot of that really stupid battery case I don't know. <laughs> yeah i was about to say i was gonna say we're gonna, we're gonna bring that i, and, yeah, I personally like, i personally wasn't that offended by that case but yeah people <laughs> really hated that case it's it's just i don't know it, it's definitely there's something philosophically about all that stuff that it feels a bit strange like it, it well, feels what, a bit strange for find, apple to be hawking that at like 
at an announcement, but yeah. well, what I find a little bit weird too, like, I, and I didn't even realize this till you just start talking about it, but like, I mean, there's this huge push for like Apple Pay and like how your phone is your wallet. So like it's weird I, exactly that, right yeah it's it's weird how we're yeah. now this far in it's like oh and also you stick can stick a all your wallet stuff to your to your phone or whatever it's right? just it's just like again like it's it, it'd be better if it's fine I don't have anything wrong with with like the like these products existing right and yep. people ha- like finding use of them it's just very counter like to their mess a lot of the messaging because why yeah, again yeah, why yeah. spend so much time on oh the edges of the the phone and. You know, like it's glass all the way around. Oh, by the way, you can stick a wallet on the back. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, like, um, yeah, so, anyways, yeah. that those, those are my those are some of my gripes. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. So, what, what did you? Um, what did you? Just, um, yeah. Yeah. Just super quickly, um, because we got, we got some other stuff to get to. But uh, yeah, I was excited about MagSafe. Um, but the number one thing I was excited about, which is something that's just been around, like it's, it's the rumors are also getting super accurate these days. So you kind of like know this stuff like months yep. in advance. But I'm happy that finally Apple and I'm hoping other people do this. Are finally releasing smaller phones. I'm I'm happy that the iPhone 12 Mini is coming out. I'm not going to get a new phone this year, uh, but if I were, I'd get the iPhone 12 mm-hmm. Mini. Uh, and I love like I miss small phones. You know, I miss and, and like if you look at the Pro and the Pro Max, those got bigger actually. Um, you know, the Pro Max got a little bit bigger, and, and even the Pro I think got to the size of the that middle like what was the 11 last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm happy the 12 mini exists. Not quite as small. I'd love to see hold it in person. Mm, yeah. um, but that's the biggest thing, to be honest, that I was excited about. I mean, I, I think I think the new colors look great. I think the new pros look like gorgeous. I think they look really nice. Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, it's just really they they just look as good as the 5s and the five and the four because it's basically the same design, <laughs> right? I mean, um, yeah, it's it's. I, I mean, obviously, right now they're borrowing a lot from their iPads, right? Like, the, yeah, the yeah, there, yeah, which is a great thing because those are those are great. Um, I'm I'm, I'm great. with you on the smaller phones, and yeah, it was a bit. Dis- it's a bit disappointing because I, I think the previous generation Pro was a really great size, like and, and, yeah. you know, the ten and the the you know was was as well. Um, yeah. The only the only thing with with this is is how they continue. Like, there's a correlation between phone size and capability. And yeah. and like you, like I think last year that the Pro and the Pro Max were were pretty much equivalent. Um, yeah. They have become further apart now because the 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 Max comes with some pretty crazy camera hardware. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly, this year exactly. that the, that the Pro doesn't. Um, so that that's that's not great because you know maybe maybe I'd love to have the the premium hardware, especially on the cameras, without yeah. having to opt for the bigger bigger screen. The nice thing is like I find like you know my my using cameras on phones and even cameras period like i don't i don't don't shoot that much anymore or whatever um the nice thing is like for me personally i'm not super swayed by that anymore and so i'm happy that even like the base model 12g still has like 5g and MagSafe and kind of all the rest of the stuff i mean don't get me wrong super impressive stuff they announced on the pro and the pro max like the 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 raw the pro raw um and yeah, it's uh it's a weird the, word to say many times yeah exactly <laughs> and then the 10-bit hdr dolby vision like video yeah. recording it's like, pretty crazy yeah. because again i don't think any like camera can do that period yeah uh to be able to record and output at the same time so yeah, yeah. Um, lots of really cool stuff I, I i love the phones that came out this year like it's it's been a long time since i've liked the design basically basically since they went to the six like i didn't mm. like I didn't like the six, and even the ten was kind of cool, but I was like, whatever. Yep. So I'm happy how they they look. Um, but what's interesting is I find I'm getting more excited 
I'm getting less excited about the bump in specs because that's usually what this is all about. It's like, oh, our cameras are better, our speed is better, all this yeah. stuff like that. Our 5G is better. Um, I'm I'm more interested in the stuff that physically would change my day to day. So a smaller phone, I think, would change my day to day. MagSafe, I think, would change my day to day. Yeah. Definitely. Even though those aren't like the flagship things, like I think those are the things that will actually affect like how I'd use the phone or whatever, right? Yeah. So yeah. what? Yeah. What was your top? What was your top thing? Um, you know, it's it, there's some just really small things that I feel just kind of went under the radar that um, like they touched on briefly, but so, so I think like MagSafe, I feel, I feel like they could have like I, I feel like the MagSafe section where they showed some potential use cases, they just kind of yeah. glossed over really quickly, and I want to know more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. because even everything from um, like phone mounts in cars, yeah, that yeah, are just yeah, magnetic. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, that's that's amazing, right? Like you said, day to day improvements uh, like that. Um, so I want to know more about that. I want to know why why there's like NFC incorporated into the MagSafe standard. You know, what do you do with that? Like, yeah, well, I heard. I mean, the one use case that they showed right was kind of displaying the clock on the front. Like so that yeah. yeah you know so there's some communication there but yeah, it's, yeah it'll be interesting to see what they what they do with that so yeah um, um, and, and they're like the continuing um, you know the, the continuing incremental improvements in durability I think they made some pretty big jumps it seems though and I don't know if this was on all the phones or um, definitely the the pro models but um, they actually have legitimate waterproof rating now so before yeah. they were pretty good like you know if you got them wet it was raining it was fine. Um, but they've increased like the waterproof spec and, uh, they're good down to six meters now, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah um, that's cool. So that's one. And, uh, one thing I'm really excited because again, I don't, uh, so I don't usually use a case unless I'm trying to remember when the last time, like, unless I'm doing something crazy, right. Yeah, like yeah. outdoors or something, but there's two things. One, um, the, the screens, the ceramic coating on the screens, that's great because again, for durability. Um, but you know, one like my one gripe with with cases before is there's never a good way to have a case that maybe just throw on every now and then, right? And yeah. again, with with MagSafe, it seems like you just have to stick it on the back, right, and take it off. Yeah, whenever you want. So. I am very curious how that's going to look and work. Like, I'm wondering if there's no longer a lip that wraps around your yeah. phone, you know, and it's just kind of like yeah. vertical, like flush, like that. Not yeah. to mention, again, like because of the new design, I wonder if it's a little bit like the 4s and the five where. There's this like minuscule lip that's above the glass. Again, they said four times less breaking. You know, I love how I love how they had to explain that. They're like, this is four times <laughs> less breakage, or whatever. That means that when we drop it, there's the four times yeah. less phones that broke or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh yeah. it's it's definitely, you know, definitely uh I, I, I think they're amazing phones, uh, but it is it is just one of these things where we've gotten to the point with with I mean, we've been we've been in this cycle for maybe I want to say since kind of like 4s5 era, where it, they're just kind of they're still very quite incremental, you know, improvements. And and don't get me wrong, improvements that like are amazing. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 harder to get excited about these things, and that's why things I think like MagSafe. Yeah. Um, like yeah. you know. Uh, the glass and stuff like that. Like that's yeah. actually the more the more impressive stuff, I, right? So, so. I, I I do. Uh, you're touching on something that I do have more to say later. Um, All right. Well, we'll uh, <laughs> that's a preview. Let's. Uh... Awesome, awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, check out the Apple iPhone 12 uh, starting. Even the lowest model at the 64 gig iPhone 12 Mini is still a thousand dollars. So um, <laughs> goes up from there. Okay, let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about M. Griner. 
Oh yeah. So um so Are Dave, we, do we do we have a song? Do we So Dave we... <laughs> oh, <hold on>. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me let me do my <laughs> intro. So Dave Dave Hamill, uh, our our good friend, uh, tweeted. At, I don't know if you saw. He tweeted at us the other day, uh, like a week or two okay. ago. I can't remember. Within the last week, yeah. And he's like, "Etc. You you should get on this." And so M. Griner had posted a tweet that um, it was, I think, a retweet of somebody else's or something. I can't remember exactly. Um, talking about how uh, you know people should know that uh, M. Griner has uh, a, a new jazz single out. You know, she has some, hmm. some jazz music out. And I was like, "Oh, awesome!" And I and I tweeted back, and I said, um, "I tweeted back, and I said, what did I say? I said, um, uh, oh, uh, M. Griner and jazz, awesome! We got to hear this.'" And then I I thanked her. I said, "You know, uh, and FDK, original ETC podcast listeners, um, the, the the big story of M. Griner is that me and Aaron and a bunch of friends went to a Josh Ritter concert, saw her open." Loved her music. Started researching. Uh, found out she was, I believe, a bass player for David Bowie. Um, U2's Bono. Uh, wish he had written one of her songs. Uh, I believe it was... Oh, man. I'm forgetting now. It's either... Uh, Almighty Love. Almighty Love. Um, and and she was one of the first kind of uh, artists um that we didn't know like like if you go back to etc two three four like we played you know rob hing and and beyond sunday and vanderpark and these are all bands that we had personal connections to we kind of knew them but m griner was one of the first artists that was kind of like you know celebrity to us that we didn't know and that we emailed and she totally just gave us permission to play her song which was amazing yeah and that kind of snowballed to us playing like remember like we got the stars um, the frames, uh, Dallas Green, uh, all these like back in the day when we actually put effort yeah. in this, <laughs> we had all these songs, and I, I believe a big chunk of this was because of M. Griner, right? Like she was the first. She gave us confidence, gave and us she also gave us, yeah, exactly. She gave us legitimacy for us to be able to email other artists and say, "Hey, M. Griner's let us do it. Will you let us?" Will, and then the list kept growing or whatever, right? Um, I went to a concert with Dave in in Wakefield to go see her play. And I don't know if you remember the story, but I very awkwardly went up to her and thanked her. And she, I mean, I mean, I, no, I don't blame her. Like, she probably didn't know at all what I was talking about. <laughs> so I was like, uh, uh, thank you, whatever. So anyways, you, you ruined the surprise. But anyways. <laughs> I was just too excited. I, I emailed her again. But I'm surprised. I, I didn't know this. Yes, I emailed her on the weekend. And she got back to me today. And she has given us permission uh, on the podcast and the YouTube publication to play her latest single, Butterflies. Now, Amazing. the interesting thing is about this is I did a, a brief amount of research, and um, this is really cool. So it turns out this was basically a a birthday gift, uh, her eighty fifth an eighty fifth birthday for her dad. Uh, it was a birthday gift to him. So last year, uh, her dad turned eighty five, and she said as a birthday gift she was going to make a jazz album for him, and then so she started a Kickstarter campaign. And uh, got all these backers to back her uh, to produce this album. So she was raising money back in, uh, I think, February to April or something like that. Um, so there's a big Kickstarter uh, page. You can read all about it. Um, and the album is now out uh, to backers. So people who have, who have you know, pledged, yeah. um, they can listen to the full album. It's awesome. Um, but we, we do have one of the singles uh, here today, which is available. Uh, I purchased it today on, on iTunes. You, you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, these kind of things. Um, but here it is, M. Griner, Butterflies.
from her latest album, Just For You. That is M. Griner's jazz album. Again, a birthday gift to her dad. If you're interested in the album, uh, you can, again, buy the single right now um, on, on, on online stores digitally. Uh, you can also listen to uh, the singles on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, but you can, add, you can pre-order the album and you can purchase the album. It's coming out kind of soonish. Um, unfortunately, the Kickstarter campaign is, is over, so you can't you can't get those anymore. Um, the Kickstarter actually did offer uh, CD and vinyl versions and digital versions, uh, kind of all across the board. Um, but definitely keep your eye out for uh, M. Griner's Just for You album. Uh, big thanks to M. Griner for doing that for us uh, again, and big thanks way back in 2008 for being one of the first artists to give us permission to play music. Uh, endless thanks, and uh, awesome to see her, yeah. you know, do jazz music. I mean, do you remember? Do you remember when she? Uh, covered Crazy Train, like she did a piano oh, version of yeah. Crazy Train. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of cool to see her range, right? Like yeah. you know, she'll she'll do kind of like you know, kind of pop rock singer songwriter stuff. Um, then she has this this really cool cover album, and now she's doing jazz. And uh, I don't know about you, but I mean, I'm a pretty big jazz fan, and Butterfly sounded pretty awesome to me. So. Yeah, no, that's awesome. But and yeah, thanks. Um, and, and maybe this is again just like eight years ago, whenever that was. Um, maybe this will be the start. To us getting more music yeah. on, on the podcast, again, we'll, so, we'll yeah. kind of we'll kind of kickstart it again. You know? It was kind of like, off again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So big thanks, Sam Griner. Yeah, uh, but moving on. So um, it is <laughs> that time. I was see, I was honestly thinking that I would like start off the episode with this because then it'd be like, oh man, we really flipped yeah, it on exactly. its head. You Keep know, on their toes. Um, but no, same old predictable <laughs> podcast. <laughs> same old, same old. All right, it is time for that segment. Um, what is underneath Aaron's hat and on top of his noggin? Yeah. I, oh, see, I, I do this kind of fancy, but that's because I can't really remember what the name of the segment is. So. Um, All right. Yes, other than my hair that is growing very long, and I don't know why I'm going to yes, cut I it. Yes, I, uh, I did notice that, that your hair is growing yeah. quite long. But you know what? That's... That's that's the way to do it. Trying something at least you know something new this year, right? So yeah, exactly, um, exactly. So uh, yeah, I feel. I mean, I feel like this is becoming a trend where anytime there's an Apple event, that's all I'm going to talk about. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I was thinking I, I was thinking we'd get away from the Apple news, but okay, all right, all right, all right. This is actually not going to be Apple specific. It's all right. It's related and relevant uh, because new phones are out and yeah. Um, Specifically, you know, some people are going to be making a decision. Do you buy a new device or not? Um, you were mentioning that, you know, maybe not this year, right? Um, yep. Actually, this is the longest I've held out. I, my my oh, yeah, phone yeah. is now three three years old, and then I'm trying not to buy one. I'm trying to go as long as I can now. So, yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, that's interesting what you're, what you're saying, because you, you had mentioned, I think you pegged it at like iPhone 5 or something. Where yeah. you you had felt that maybe there was a bit of a shift, some sort of shift in, um, you know, whatever you like, wh- whether you consider it incremental versus you know big jumps. Um, yes. So you know, I think if you look back, what what is interesting is you, you know in the early days of smartphones, uh, iPhone three, uh, which is the first one we had here in Canada, um, and up until I would I would actually say six six S, but. Um, I think, you know, every, every year it was a norm that it was a pretty big leap, right? Like I remember the 3G being basically like when we got it, it was great. But then you realized pretty, pretty soon, like this is almost unusable. <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> was, that was that. the big difference. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, 100%. Like my 3G was so bad. Like it was like, yeah. 
yeah. you, you couldn't answer you couldn't slide to answer you couldn't yeah you couldn't answer your yeah. phone right and i just remember the 3gs was not that much different but what i do remember was that hey this is actually usable <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I can exactly. actually open up things. And it I can answer just, like, my phone. Freeze. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? So that's a big leap. Um, but but I, but I think that continued. And I think there's that era where, you know, that, that technology was bleeding edge, right? Because a lot of the companies like Apple, especially, they were still trying to figure out how to make these things, right? And, and yeah, push that yeah. envelope. So I think that continued until I would say iPhone 6, uh, because I think up to that point, every year was a pretty big, like, you know, uh, more than incremental improvement. So at that point, and this is funny because like I, I think I haven't seen a phone that there's more of around. And I think this has become less and less as they're starting to die off. But at, at some point, I don't know if you've noticed, but everyone seemed like so many people just had an iPhone 6 or 6S. Like for ages. Right. That was like you either had people with new phones or people with iPhone 6 or 6S. Right, um, right. Because I think that was a point where you could actually keep it for many years and it's fine. Right. Like, you know, the... Yeah, no, the, totally. Yeah. And I remember actually... I almost want to say even my 4S was pretty was lasting pretty long. It was still doing pretty yeah. well. Yeah. But you're right. That 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 was the number one thing. Like I I found myself like I found myself getting kind of roped into this artificial timeline because of companies like Rogers. Like because mm. because they had their kind of like 2-year commitment, 3-year commitment or whatever. Yeah. That even after I started buying unlocked phones, I was like, "Oh yeah, 2-year commitment, 3-year commitment." Yeah. And you're right. Like with the 6S and now the 10 and maybe a little bit of the 4S, uh every phone I was like, this, "This is still perfectly usable and perfectly fine." Right? Like the only yeah. thing like that was bad on my my 6 was the battery was starting to go, but the performance was fine. Yeah. And Which, that's by why the way, like, um it was a uh, I don't know if they're still replacing them, but um about a year or two ago, it was forty or fifty dollars to replace. Uh, yeah, exactly, because there was some so, lawsuit around it or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right, and and that's one of the biggest reasons why I'm like, you know, what? I don't, I don't really need this new phone because my f- phone right now is perfectly fine, so yeah. I'm just gonna keep it as long as I can. Yeah. So so um, I, I this is less news, I guess. This is the category of this uh, our podcast where I just rant <laughs> about something I I think uh, is true, but. Um, I, and I it's fine. It's not news, like because th- that's that's why we call the first segment the news. This is exactly this is under exactly. your hat and on your noggin. Exactly. So um, I I've been and this is like something that I've always f- I felt for a while, but I think lately now I've like formulated an actual theory. I don't know if it's a theory, but um, a, a kind of like law of the world or something in my in my uh, viewpoint. So I th- I suspect um, I really feel like if you look at you know, uh, basically by the time of the era of the iPhone 6, 6S. And to be honest, probably the same is true for, you know, Android devices and things like that. Because, you know, in terms of specs and stuff, I think phones have largely progressed at the same rate, right? Um, I think at, at that point in time, the decision on whether to get a new phone became very ambiguous. And like you said, almost artificial in some cases, right? So you said yeah. that... You know, maybe you just it was just a forcing function because you were renewing a, a self contract or something. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. And I think a lot of people were like that, right? They they don't actually they could not explain why they're why they're getting a new phone other than some artificial thing, right? Yeah. Or maybe it's just like, oh, it's been two years. There's a new phone. I should get it. Right? Yeah. Um, well, so, especially when the fe- especially when the new features are not that compelling, right? Yeah. It's not. It's not like it's not like the features that were coming out were like, oh my god, I need that, right? Yeah. And again. These phones every year get better. I'm not denying yeah. that, right? Like there's improvements every year and 
objectively the phone this year is gonna be better than the phone last year. Right? Yes. Like yeah, yeah. that's everyone's everyone I think everyone realized that. Um but this is like this is how I see things now. I, I think because I was also like I, I've you know I, I've went back and forth around different ways to look at the, the like a decision like this, right? Like when do I get a new phone, right? Um and to be honest, at one point it was literally I was like, I don't know, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna buy one every year, which sounds crazy. But I was like, I have no way to make this decision, right? Because like, yeah. what is it? Like, do I wait two years, right? Uh, do I wait one year? And if you do the math, actually, because I, I sell my, I, I sell and like recycle, I guess, like give. Well, that's one. Of, I think like, that's one of the big things. Yeah. That's one of the big things, I think, like for people who are listening. Like one, I think one thing yeah. when you say that statement, I'm going to buy a new phone every year. I think one of the biggest things yeah. that people don't realize is that you're you're selling your old exactly. ones yeah. and actually making money off your old ones. Yeah, and so it, whether I do that every year or two years, right? Um, there's, I mean, there's more money every at the point of purchase. You know, I have to put yeah. that money up front, but I can sell a one-year-old phone for more money than a two-year-old phone, right? Yeah. And and you know, so so there's not a huge difference, realistically speaking. I think I did the math, and and really with that scheme, you really have to wait at least three or four years where it starts becoming you know significantly cheaper versus yeah, what yeah. you can sell it for. But um, yeah, so, so I think there's really only two ways to look at uh, phone purchases. And this might extend to other things, but phones, I think, are pr- particularly acute because it's the only thing where I think a lot of people do do at least like um, consider a purchase when they see that come out, right? Because, yeah, you know, like yeah. Apple releases, I, I think like MacBooks probably get updated almost every year, right? Uh, more uh, or yeah, they usually get a year. refresh every yeah. year or two. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know about you, but it's not like in the back of my mind, I don't have this huge dilemma of like, okay, do I get a new, like it's 2020. Like I, yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You know just I mean? kind of till, yeah. till it becomes almost yeah. unusable. Right. We kind of keep it. Right? Yeah. So, so phones are weird because you know, anything for good purpose, I think there's very few devices you rely on so much, but yeah. um, I, I actually think now there's there's only two ways to look at this decision. One way being, and this is realistically what most people, how they should look at it. Is your current phone broken? <laughs> and if it's not, <laughs> then you like, there's really, as assuming you have something newer than an iPhone 6, <laughs> yeah. there's like actually no reason. There's there's no, there's no reason, right? And yeah. so that is probably, that should be Okay, the well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. What do you define as broken though? So something that is, is, so like I would say, obviously, you know, if you can't even use it, but I, even battery, you know, so, so legitimately, if your battery is just not holding a charge, even yep. then though, like you don't, you have a choice. You like, you can replace uh, the battery. It's actually, Apple actually makes it quite cost effective to just replace a battery. Yeah, you're um, totally even right. Even on the you're latest totally right. phones, it's maybe $100, $200, which is, again, a fraction of the price of a, a brand new device, right? Again, yeah, brand yeah. new iPhone 12, right? $1,000, so a tenth yeah. of the cost to just replace the battery, yeah. Yeah, so if it's just your battery, I still don't think it qualifies like to, to buy a new phone. Not, so not think, to mention, not to mention the, the like the screen, right? The screen is actually only about a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars to replace or whatever, right? Again, yeah. fraction of the cost. Exactly. So, I I think that's one that's one method, and and to be honest, I think most people should just fall under that. Okay. Um. There's but there's another way to look at this because you know obviously you you and I both understand like we're probably not like at least me I'm not someone who's like okay um I'm just going to use it until it stops working. Yeah, I yeah, do like yeah. I value something different in this type of purchase right um which is uh you know the incremental improvements it's it's i mean i think you and i um especially since we're familiar with software 
I think we have an appreciation for that, right? Yeah. And this is what the thing that I realized is that I think when you look at a phone as kind of a traditional purchase, like a a one-time event, and it's it's a thing, then um, you know you again you just default that decision. It does, is it broken or not? Right. Yeah. And if it's not, um, then keep using it. If it is, buy a new one. But there's another way to look at this, which I think I, I realize from what we can learn from software, right? And so, like, you and I probably both pay for a lot of software that's monthly fee, right? Um, yeah. Everything from, like, accounting stuff to, you know, uh, messaging stuff, um, anything, right? So that's really interesting because, you know, what within the software world, like, we wouldn't complain about, oh, they made some minor improvements, just, like, last update yeah that's right? true that's true yeah, yeah yeah it's like that's what that's why that's why we that's why we love software like that right because yeah. you don't it's not like in the back of the days of like you buy windows 95 <laughs> and that's what yeah, you yeah, get yeah, until yeah. there's windows 98 right um the fact that it just you pay a monthly fee and it gets updated and so that's that's another way to look at it and i realized like yeah you know what that that's the other way to make a this type of decision where are you buying it because you just need a device that works or are you buying this because you actually want to buy into in- incremental improvements, right? And right, right, right. treat it as a, as a recurring cost, right? right? The same way that you pay you know, $30 a month for some software that you expect to keep updating, but you're okay with it not being, it's not like, oh, it's, it's a new year. You don't expect it to be like, oh, a completely new revamp, right? Yeah, and in yeah, some ways, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. you don't want that to happen. In some ways, like the familiarity and constant improvement is actually great, right? Because you're familiar with it, it just keeps getting better. Um, so I, that's the, I think that's another way to look at this. Is like you either again buy a phone if your existing one is broken, or you look at this as like cool, like this. What is this is a recurring cost? And I think at at most frequent, it's it's every time there's a new phone, but it doesn't have to be. You could also yeah. be like this is a recurring cost on a on a on every two year basis, right? Yeah. Um, but it's not because you have to struggle with this decision of do I get a new phone. Is it so much better than the last year that I really need to buy a phone now? Because I think there's no good answer to that, right? Like you're just gonna be, okay, maybe maybe I want it. Do I need do I need the better camera? There's no clear answer to that. So the only way to reconcile that is it's a it's a recurring thing, um, and it almost you know you treat it as if similar to software, right? But um, it, it, it's it's kind of weird though because I feel like I feel like that would usually be a mindset that comes from the seller, not the buyer, right? It's almost like the seller would sell that first before the buyer makes that kind of conclusion, right? And it's like, I feel like, I feel like if, if Apple was like, we've moved to now basically like a subscription model where it's like, you just pay us, you know, a hundred dollars a month and you get basically new, the latest, greatest phone every time, right? Exactly. Um, Yeah. You know, I feel like that might be easier to swallow with that. Exactly. But I mean, but I mean, I, I mean, it kind of makes sense. I yeah. mean, unless you're unless you're just rationalizing, you know, purchasing a new phone every but, every year. No, I mean, so so I think you make a really good point. Like, I, like my my thing I was going to finish off with here is, um, it's just I I feel that the nature of these devices has changed over the last yeah. four or five years, but the way to buy them hasn't. And I think yes, that is a real yeah. problem here, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they're still treating it as if you're buying and making the decision like it was when you, an iPhone 3GS or 4 came out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, it's a big purchase, but hey, like, um, it's so much better than the last one, you know, I'm, I'm going to buy it to get like the cutting edge thing. 
And that's still how these purchase decisions decisions go. But I actually don't think that's what the, these devices are anymore, right? So, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I actually think you know if if Apple came out with some sort of subscription model, um, I'd probably be completely game for that, right? Yeah, because yeah. you know then it's like okay, I don't even have to make the decision on when I should buy a new phone. I just have to make a decision on how much am I willing to spend on a recurring basis, right? Like what yeah, is it yeah, worth exactly. to me? Um, so you're right, you're right. I, I think this is a hard thing because most people can't see it that way because. Everyone from like the cell phone companies to the you know Apple and, and Google, they're still treating it like you know when they originally came out with these phones, right? But yeah, I, I don't think that's how. Yeah, and I'm curious. I mean, I'm curious because I mean, they're, I think they're maybe testing and teasing that model a little bit with like you know how you can lease phones now. Like I think they was it on the Apple keynote where they said you can now get this phone for twenty one dollars a month or something like that. So, um, so I, the U.S. has had a program. Um, yeah, uh, I forget what they call it, but yeah, the U.S. has had this. We we don't have it in Canada except for if you're a business, then right. you can lease a phone. Um, but but in the U.S. for for a good two years now, I think they've had a um, I think they call it upgrade, an upgrade program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, you pay a monthly fee, and then you either have the choice to um, keep it or buy it at a certain price at the end of that year, or um, get a new phone. Uh, so yeah, it, and you know what? I think it's Again, this gets back to like, what are the things I don't want to worry about, right? Like with a phone, I don't want to worry about like, oh, um, you know, when, when, how long should I keep this? I, I don't want to worry about, do I need to keep this in really good condition, you know, so that if I need to sell it, you know, it's like, it's not all busted and stuff like that. So I, I just think that, you know, if they got rid of all those decisions and I could just yeah. be like, cool, like. Um, and the good thing about the U.S. program is it's Apple Care Plus covered and everything. So it's like literally yeah, just yeah. you don't have to worry about anything, right? You could drop it, whatever. You just give it back to them at the end of the year and you get yep. a new phone, right? So yep. I, I would love that. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's my like rant of, of the but of the day. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, and I mean, I, I, got, I don't know how much that is like going to that model or if that's really just offering again, like because like, if you think about the car industry, right? Mm, you yeah. see car news. Yeah. The car industry has basically this model of leasing, but it's not really motivated by the same thing. It's motivated for financial reasons, right? Because people just can't afford like to buy these things, right? And so they yep. they come up with a model where they can, you know, they can borrow money and they can whatever. And yep. I wonder if what's going on with these upgrade programs actually is more on that front because these phones are getting so expensive now, right? It's like two thousand dollars for a phone. Might, might not want to afford that you know let's go for the monthly plan so i don't know where the motivation lies but i i i would be very interested to see a couple years from now when 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 not if when this happens you're going to be yeah. like episode 47 check it yeah, out exactly i was right <laughs> exactly I, I i hope that's the case and yeah um i mean the expense thing is but you're really right though it yeah. makes sense though i mean i i think i would be pretty happy i mean i i hate the idea of monthly fees and stuff like that i mean just in general i mean you've probably heard me say this before but i wish i could give like a billion dollars to hydro <laughs> ottawa so i would never have to pay a bill again like these kind of things where i just like but that's different them- because that never gets better right like <laughs> yeah, yeah. that service doesn't so whereas i think again going back to software like um, you know, you and I are both perfectly happy to pay for a lot of software because it gets better, and you don't have to deal with things like installation and setup and things, right? Like it just yep. removes all the things you don't want to deal with, and you're left with something that keeps on on getting better. But and on the costing, I you know I, I think that again, it is beer. These phones are crazy expensive. It is an interesting thing to look at because you know I've always believed that um, you know these are expensive devices, but and I think everyone's in a different situation. I think if you ask a lot of people that have these phones, 
if you look at you know that on a yearly basis, I, w- I would say it's actually one of the smaller expenses a lot of people have, right? And and not to say yeah. it's on par with you mentioned a car, right? Like I you know arguably a car probably has a lot more utility for for people who have one versus a phone. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, I, I think if you ask someone, um, you know, would would you live without your car or your phone for a day? Right. Yeah. That's interesting because I, I, I'm willing to bet that a lot of people like might actually choose a phone. Right. Like, oh, yeah, I, I agree. Right. I agree. So. Yeah, so. Cool. So it's interesting because on that basis, it's like it's still a very small cost in, in general life. Right. Like these are expensive yeah. devices, yeah. but think how much you get out of it. And compared yeah. to all your other expenses, you know, whether it's living expenses, things like cars, um, et cetera. Or, you know, like I think um, they're they're They seem expensive. But I actually think that per dollar you, you people get a lot. Yeah, no. It, it makes sense. Like, I mean, I remember when, you know, the, the first iPhone started costing more than a MacBook and it's like, but you know what? It makes sense. Like the amount you use it and the amount you get out of it, you yeah. have to get way more out of it than, than you do a laptop, right? Like you, you're on a lot more. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of your connection to the world, everything. Right. So, uh, you know, definitely, definitely agree with that. So, um, so not to discount though, your first opinion though, uh, in terms of like the first category, which is, you yeah. know what, just use your phone till it's broken, but you're yeah. right. If you're not in that category, you know, looking at this another way is, is definitely, uh, I think, I think a very interesting way. And I, I, I would not be surprised if things headed that way. Right. Yeah. So hopefully um, that makes you, uh, helps, helps whoever's listening, make a decision on your iPhone 12 <laughs> purchase. <laughs> okay. We are coming to a close here on this episode 47 of the ETC podcast. Um, but, but just before we go, just a couple small bits of news here. Uh, ready player two apparently is coming into production. Our good friend Dave mentioned that to us. Um, the Obi-Wan series is going to start filming in March 21. So Ewan McGregor. Nice. Um, so again, another Star Wars series going to be coming out. Who knows if it'll be good as Mandalorian. We'll see. Do they, know, um, do they and, say who's, who's kind of like directing and, and, and running that yet? Is it? Well, they probably did, but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's <laughs> John Favreau. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the last thing I'll mention is uh, we teased it a little bit uh, last uh, episode or two ago where I was going to mention two YouTube things. Um, the other YouTube thing I was going to mention is everybody should go watch the boy band con. Uh, it was a YouTube original. Um, it's it's about this guy. I totally forget his name now. Uh, oh, man, I was at the tip of my tongue. But he's the guy who who formed Backstreet Boys and who formed uh, NSYNC and all the stuff like that. Okay. Um, and it's a really interesting story. Um, Perlman, I think. No, no, no. I was gonna say I was gonna say Ron Perlman, but that's completely wrong. It, it, this is a new documentary. It's actually pretty old. It's about it's about a year old now or so. But it, it was I only available. This. Yeah, you I probably saw it. Yeah, it was on YouTube Premium for a while. I'm assuming then, there's not more than one. No, no. You so you yeah. watch this right, and, and the whole like scandal behind the guy. Yeah, like he was involved in it. Was it wasn't just Ensign and Backstreet Boys, right? I think there was other. Yeah, other, there were the like, other ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, you know what? I, I don't want to. Ron Perlman is obviously uh, is obviously uh, Hellboy. That's not who this is. <laughs> so let's just clarify that. It's Lou Perlman. Lou Perlman ah, okay. uh, is, yeah. is the story. So definitely check it out. It's a really good documentary. Uh, do you have anything anything else to say, Aaron? No, no. All right. So that is it, everybody, 
for episode 47 of the ETC podcast. Uh, uh, if you want to email us, please email us at podcast.etc at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at the ETC podcast. The ETC podcast is currently hosted on anchor.fm. Uh, you can find us on that website, anchor.fm slash the dash ETC dash podcast. You can even leave a voice message if you want. It's distributed to all your favorite platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and more. Big thanks to Dave for putting us on the radar of M. Griner and huge, huge thanks to M. Griner not only for being one of the first artists to uh, kind of support us back in 2008, but for reviving our legitimacy by allowing us to play Butterflies. Check out her album, Just For You, Butterflies M. Griner. But as for now, that is it for episode 47 of the ETC Podcast on this wonderful Wednesday, October 14th, 2020. My name is Casey Lee, and sitting across from me, oh, not across from me, across the city from me, as always, yep. is... Aaron Zanekar. We'll see you guys next week. Go replace your...